Welcome to Women Who Rebrand, episode 48, where I'm joined by the incredible Jessica Jones, also known affectionately as the Fat Funny One. Jess has had an incredible journey since starting out as a blogger, winning awards, influencing and doing comedy shows, and now she's a published author. We'll be discussing the important and empowering topic of how to build confidence, love yourself and embrace your body. And Jess will be sharing her inspirational journey, thoughts on being a role model and how she deals with online trolls. She's also going to discuss how she overcame negative self-talk to build her confidence. If you're someone that's struggling to build self-confidence, stay tuned for Jess's valuable advice. Join us for this inspiring and motivational episode. Hello, Jess, I cannot wait to speak to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yay. Um, so yeah, you have a I'm gonna say new, but it's not new, but it is in terms of, you know, it's it's new to you and new to us. Um, own it. Amazing. Yes. I have started it. I'm going to admit I haven't finished it um, because I'm waiting for the audiobook, which I know is coming out um, by the summer, as you said, right? It will. It will be out by the summer and we've talked about it, but it, not reading's not for everyone, like the physical reading of a no. book. So I totally get that. So the audiobook will be out by the summer and I think it will be really impactful for those who want to hear it and because it's all about like Mm -hmm. motivation and I hope it it's like talking to a friend I'm hoping it's going to be like your mate giving you a pep talk when you listen to it yeah yeah so yeah by the summer you can you can listen yeah are you reading it yourself I am I am reading it myself so it's going to be me in your ear being like girl you better fix up (laughs) shake it get your belly out live your best life it's gonna be me and that I I wanted that I didn't want it because they did offer for someone else and I was like no I want it to to Mm. sound like me I want it to be me talking to someone Mm. and and encouraging and Mm. I want it to be my voice that they hear so it sounds like I'm their mate chatting to them if that makes sense yeah so yeah no it does and I love that I love that when I'm when I've got audiobooks and stuff I'm like ah it's the author. I love it. Because yeah. you are, you're getting the, like, three-dimensional all of you in that book to you. And I feel it's a bit more personal as well. Oh, my gosh. Listen, like Michelle said, Obama like was talking to yeah. you. Michelle Obama and Viola Davis were talking to me and only me. Like, I was their yeah. girl, their homie, right. and they were chatting to me. Like, that is, like, I was. I would rep- like, reply as well. I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there is something about it when it's particularly when it's non-fiction and it's about that person or it's like, mm. an emp- like an empowerment book or self-help book, I definitely think the person speaking to you just gives it a little, they're talking to you. I love that. Yeah, it's that personal touch. Yeah. So, yeah, we know you on the gram and Instagram and TikTok and websites and blogging and all of that. But I want to know about it and also possibly for um, one of our audience members or some of our audience members who haven't come across you as yet. Um, can you tell us about your journey from starting out as a blogger, winning awards, influencing <laughs> um, comedy shows as well, and now a whole um, amazing published author? I I always I never know where to start like because I can't even believe that is even my life like what um, it's so much it's, it's so much do you know what it, it all started it all started this one time um but <laughs> I used to just like telling stories I've always liked being slightly animated and making people laugh and making people feel good I've always loved that um and I started just I guess writing stuff and a friend said to me you should start a blog and this was back in the day when you actually had a blog blog like a website that people went to and looked at your blog like it, it, there wasn't the yeah. like social media world it is now with like influence and stuff it just wasn't like that so I was like yeah all right so I started writing these I guess little posts and stuff that were humorous but I guess somewhat trying to be inspiring and I would share them on my Facebook with like my mum and be like to my mum can you share my my blog I put a new blog up can you share it with your friends like literally that is how it started um and just getting my friends and family to share it I remember being like tagging my mum like can you share this with your mates like please um 
and she did and you know what some of my like my mum's mates like my aunties like my top tier followers from day one like they still come to everything buy everything they're the best but that's how it started and I just started sharing more and more and one I can't remember what I wrote I think it was about uh, I did a blog post about being mixed race and I shared it online and it got picked up by this like American uh, social media platform that was all about like kind of celebrating being from dual heritage and being mixed and they shared it and then that was kind of my first taste of like a lot of people viewing what I was saying all at once um, or following me and then things just progressed Mm. over time and then I think the one thing I have tried to do is be true to me and really fulfilling the things that I want to do despite what people may be saying I also don't wait for anyone so the comedy shows were like I I love being on stage (laughs) I'm not even gonna try and be humble about it like I like to be the center of attention on stage and everyone watching me like I think it's so much fun and I just decided I wanted to do a show so I wrote a show and I was watching everybody else do these like comedy talks like loads of comedians and people who have been in the industry for like forever um Mm -hmm. and I was like no I want to do that but I don't know how like do you get an agent and they book it for like I don't know any of these things so I was just Mm -hmm. like well you need a theater so I had a theater that I'd been to before and I rang them and I was like can I book it and I just did it all myself and I booked it I created the posters Uh, and I don't think people knew that I think people just assumed I had like a team of people who did all this and I kind of just mimicked what I'd seen, yeah. like you needed a poster, I know you needed a poster, you needed somewhere to buy tickets, you needed a venue, and I just went with what I had seen before, um, and I did it all myself, I got my mm-hmm. friend to take some like headshots of me that I could put on the poster, and I did all of this stuff, and it sold out, it was my first like proper big show, I'd done like little live events where it was like more motivational, like intimate talking events, but this was like a big 300-seater theatre, Yeah, and I work, worked full-time at the time. I used to practice my show driving to work. I had a two-hour commute each way. I practiced in the car. I wrote most of it in the evenings. Um, and then I just hit the stage. And then from then, people were like, oh, we want it in this town or, you know, come to Manchester, come to this place. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I did. So I did the <laughs> same thing over and over again. And I, like, roped in my mum. I roped in my husband, Trevor one of my mates and I was like right can you do this can you do this so overnight Trevor became like a producer and like light technician like he just like had to just roll <laughs> with it when we went to venues my mum became like a host and like manager like I just like roped everyone in and we did this like mini tour of the UK and I was like eight months pregnant at the time as well just because you know uh I have Whoa. nothing else to do yeah because I didn't want I I did the first show when it sold out when I was like, I think three months pregnant. So nobody knew I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want the momentum to go away because when people are excited about something, I knew that if I waited until after I had the baby and waited a year, the momentum and the excitement over the show would have been lost. So I was like, I'm going to have to try. Mm -hmm. Plus I thought it'd be easier doing it pregnant than with a newborn. So considering I was having like, I don't even know what number kid at that time, like two or three, like I've lost count now. I've got so many. Um, and I just thought I really want to do it. So I crammed it all in and I just, I did them all back to back. And I think my last show was in Brighton. And then I had, I think it was Jason, my third, I had him three weeks later. Um, but I just, wow, I just wanted to do it. And I think people assume that there's this like huge thing that goes on behind the scenes. And for some people there is, but for me, it was just, I want to do this. I love doing this. I love Mm -hmm. making people laugh, but I also want to inspire people with this journey that I've been on. I'm going to write a show. I'm going to book a theater and I'm going to pray that someone turns up. And I, I just took a punt on myself because I thought if, if I'm not going to take it on myself, my expectation that all these agents and, you know, TV shows, no one's going to take a chance on me. if I can't even take a chance on myself. Right. And so I took that risk and I booked the theater and, you know, some miracle people got the word out and people bought tickets, but that was, huge and it's just been onwards and upwards since then there's been ups and downs but that's it's been pretty much me just being like no I want this so I'm gonna do it yeah focused (laughs) doing it and now a published author a published author I should say yeah like that even that was like and I'd got an email a bit before 
um, from a publisher asking me to write a book. And I was like, yes, but they really wanted me to go down this mainly about parents and mums and like mum body and confidence and stuff and I just thought but I'm excluding a whole host of people who aren't parents who who haven't gone through that and also yes your body changes you know for, for the majority not for everyone when you're a birthing person your body might change but not for everyone and also I just felt like I was really niching down who needed the message and I wanted the message to be for everyone, particularly, you know, people might have gone through medical procedures and their bodies have changed. That doesn't have to be because you've mm-hmm. become a parent or been pregnant. Um, or some people just have body issues or don't feel confident in themselves, whether that's their self-image or physical body or emotional or whatever it is. And I just thought, I don't want to limit myself. And so I said no. And that was really hard because when you're offered something you want, you've got like yeah. I was just like oh but I'm being offered a book deal like that's like the dream right like I should say yes but mm-hmm. it wasn't right and it it wasn't going to be for the majority that I wanted it to be so I said no um and was devastated but a few months later I got another email from another publisher who was like we want you to write a book and it just what do you want to write and I was like yes oh. um and so I did that and I, I wrote it. It was during lockdown, um, trapped in the house with the kids. Um, and I'd write all night and I, and for just by some miracle, it, I managed to finish it. And then, yeah, saw it in a, on a shelf in a actual bookshop in real life, which is the most surreal wow. thing ever. Uh, but yeah, that was a, yeah, I was going to say, wow. How was that feeling? It must be so odd just to be like, that's my name. That's my book. I'm in a shop. It's physical. Someone can buy it. It's got a price on it. Someone I can know. Buy it. What does that feel like? I can't, I don't even think there's, but do you know what? The most exciting time was when my kids have been into shops and seen it. I think that's more exciting for mm. me. So like Sophia, my eldest, so she's 10, nearly 11. She's really funny. So we go into books options. She's really loud. So she'll be like, mum, let's go and see if your book that you wrote is on the shelf. And you know, the book that you wrote, cause you're an author. Like she loves it, right? She absolutely thinks it's the greatest thing. <laughs> Isabella, who's four, we went into a shop and Sophia was like, do you look at this book? And she was like, we've got that book at home. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we have because I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, can it? Yeah, like, not the same. Um, but seeing them with it and be excited <laughs> about it has been really, really crazy for me. And I think the very first time I saw it in a shop was at Manchester um, train station and it was in a WH Smith mm. and it was right in like the new releases bit at the front. And I FaceTimed yeah. my mum and everyone in the shop must have thought I was absolutely insane. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like screaming in the middle of the train station. And then this poor girl who worked in WH Smith, I, I should have gone back and apologised at some point because I was just so excited. And I was like, this is my book. I wrote my book. Look, 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 that's me at the back. Look, look, I wrote this book. Just like in her face. And she was like, uh, okay, that's really nice. Well done. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was so excited and it's it's just so surreal I think I can't even comprehend that it's I don't think it even feels like I wrote that and it's on a shelf like it's just bizarre yeah. um but it's such a, a beautiful sense of accomplishment and I think especially seeing like my mum's taken selfies with it in every bookshop she goes in um she rearranged Aww. the whole shelf at Gatwick Airport because she found a couple <laughs> copies of my book and decided that it needed re- I was like mum you really can't rearrange a shelf and she was like I put it right at the front and I stuck it out so people could see <laughs> um so yeah it's it's surreal but it's 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 just the coolest thing ever it's amazing. You've worked so hard as well. So I'm just like, when you said that, you know, the book's coming out, I'm like, yes, yes, this is it. You absolutely deserve this because, you know, you stayed focused and true to you. And mm-hmm. turning down that book, like you said, obviously, you know, that was temptation right there, but oh, you didn't let yeah. it steer you. And it's so easy just to say yes. And, you know, looking back, you know, it probably wouldn't have worked. And, how many books have we got about motherhood and weight mm. and that kind of thing, especially from influences as well, not to diss them, but there's no point of writing something that's been written and just regurgitating it just because it's you, because then, you know, there's no longevity in that either. There's nowhere mm. to go from there. And you have put yourself in a box. That's the box yeah. you're going to have to stay in forevermore. Yeah. 
And it's so, yeah. the thing is that you can write. That. I felt like it would be empowering for people who have kids and, and for mums and whoever, as well as mm-hmm. everyone else, versus just yeah, making it for one group of people. And maybe there is a time and a place to write a book specifically for parents and mums. And, and you know, I do think there's a slightly different journey with motherhood and confidence. Definitely not just the physical. Yeah. but there are a lot of things you doubt. So that's maybe a separate thing. But at that moment in time, it wasn't what I needed to write for me and what I wanted Mm. and felt like I should have written um but it was the hardest thing to say no when someone is saying I've got an opportunity an opportunity that you want so desperately like I've had a write a book post it on my vision board for forever um but I think that's part of there's more success long term when you are more authentic than if you go for it but it's hard it's hard to say no like and no, and to that feeling of am I making the right decision or am I like, how do I trust that I'm not just being impulsive and saying no because I'm worried or scared or anxious versus I'm saying mm-hmm. no because it's the right thing to do. It was it was mm-hmm. tough, but I do genuinely believe that actually if you stay true to you, the bigger and better opportunity will come. And that's I know that sounds so like cliche, doesn't it? But I definitely think that's true. Well, it is true. It's mm-hmm. true in your case. And yeah, mm. you, you did. The the opportunity, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And I'm definitely yeah. an advocate for that. Um, thinking back, looking at everything that you've done. <laughs> just a couple of things. Would you yeah. do it? Just a, couple of, just a couple of things, like probably took you two minutes or whatever. Um, is there anything you would do differently? Or would you just embrace all of it and just be like, you know what? I would do it all again. Someone asked me this recently, actually. And I was Ooh. like... And I didn't know. And at first I really had to think about it. And I was like, what would I have done differently? And I said, you know what? I don't think I would have changed much in terms of what I've put out there. The one thing I think I would have done differently is almost got thicker skin sooner. Because Mm. I think the only thing, and I don't necessarily live with regrets, but the only things I guess I look back and think, oh, is that there are so many other things I probably would have said or done or put out there had I not been so worried about what other people think. Um, and don't get me wrong, I wrote a whole book about confidence. I'm very much about putting yourself out there anyway. And I've, I've been on a huge self-discovery journey about that. But I think accepting yeah. that you're not going to be for everyone sooner allows you to be more authentic, more confident, and feel more empowered to own it and to be you far quicker than I probably have and I I feel like I've always been genuinely Jess like I have I've never felt like I've faked it or been someone different but I still think I held back yeah parts of me where maybe I probably should have shared or would have maybe done something sooner but didn't because of that fear and I think that's Mm. the only thing I look back and think I would have done differently is accepted that I'm not going to be for everyone and know that that's okay sooner rather than later because I think my journey would have been a little bit different. Um, And more importantly, I think I would have felt a bit different. So I wouldn't have necessarily changed what I put out there and all of that stuff in the journey, but I think just that part of me and feeling, yeah, just knowing that it really doesn't matter what everyone thinks all the time and you're not going to be for everyone, and that is absolutely okay. Um, Mm -hmm. That would have been the one thing I think I would have done. Oh my gosh, of course it is. We're like literally conditioned to be people pleasers, aren't we? (laughs) It's really hard. Right. Well, I was speaking to someone, um, one of a guest the other day, and she was a therapist. Can't remember which one because it's been a lot crammed in getting this. We love a therapist. We love a therapist. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm like, free therapy. Yes, please. Let's get all the therapists on my show. (laughs) I just like talking about my issues. But she was saying, you know, everyone who is born. We're not born with these insecurities. We're not born with low self-esteem. It's something that is conditioned. It's your environment. It's your upbringing. It's your experience, et cetera, et cetera. So it takes time to unlearn that. Mm. And, you know, you're a big adult and you've had all of these things taken with you. So, you know, I wouldn't say don't be so – well, I would say don't be so hard yourself, but it's growth and Mm. The book shows that growth as well, and you've done it. So, yeah, and it's yeah. a journey it you hard. have to go on. Definitely it hard. is hard. Yeah. It is really hard, but I think it's a, it's just part of the journey, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's part absolutely. of that. And it, yeah, I think we underestimate how hard it is to unpack and unlearn so many of the things that we're taught. We're literally taught, like I think back at some of the stuff, like everything we're taught for the majority is to 
be quiet, be good, be polite. Don't make things too difficult for anyone else. Like, and that even as a child, isn't it? Like, like just sit and be quiet for a minute because ultimately it makes it difficult for everyone else. If you could just be quiet because it's going to make it difficult Mm -hmm. for everyone else. Everything is about everyone else. So I'm like, are we even surprised? We're literally a generation of people pleasers. And that to, so a really good example of that actually. Yesterday was my grandfather's funeral and at the funeral someone had sat in my seat Mm. at the front row and there was a bit of a hoo-ha of who was sitting where and the person wouldn't move and really in hindsight I look back and they should have moved like they really should have but because I was so like I don't want to just you know it's not the time and the place to cause a drama like it is what it is just sit somewhere else I ended up having to sit by myself right and I didn't get to sit with my immediate family and it was fine like I was literally just like an aisle over and I was still in the front but it yeah I came home and I thought oh my gosh I was so like just keep the peace be polite blah 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 blah, when I wasn't being shown that same courtesy but we are so taught to like just keep the peace don't worry be the bigger person like that in that and don't get me wrong I'm I don't regret my decision in in that moment because it wasn't the right time to you know make a big drama about where you're sitting but I just thought wow we are literally like we'd much rather be uncomfortable ourselves and sit with our own discomfort than make someone and in my head I thought I don't want to embarrass her and make her move in front of everyone so I would rather save her from that embarrassment than sit in my rightful seat what what like how crazy is that we do it but we do it we do it with so many things and again I don't regret that decision at the time because I think it was right for the moment but how many yeah. other times have we done that in our lives or in situations at work or at home or, mm. you know, in whatever where we, we'd rather sit with our own discomfort than have the confidence to own what we want to do or take the right, the rightful seat. The, the point of that was that it's your entitled rightful place, but we'd rather stand yeah. back and say no because we haven't got the confidence or the, you know, to step out of that. But you should just make everyone else yeah. more comfortable because it's easier. No, it's not. No. Not long term. No. And you should be a priority. And plus, then I think with people pleasing, we've done an episode on that. I absolutely loved it because, mm. again, people pleasers are here. Um, absolutely. Yep. I've gotten a lot better, I can say. Um, but it's just that thing of, you know, it's easier to kind of mistreat yourself yeah. than it is someone else. And I say it to my kids all the time. I'm like, you know, um, you shouldn't stand for that and speak up and make sure you're not just being friends with someone just because you don't want to upset them and you're just doing things because they want to do it. It's important that you have fun too. Absolutely. Because mm. you, you matter. And one of the things I say in my book is children will do as you do, not as you say. So we can tell yes. them all of those things. But if we don't live by that ourselves, they are far more likely to mimic our physical behavior in terms of what we do in those situations when they're watching versus what we tell them to do. So I have learned so much around how am I handling myself in these situations that my children are watching so that they know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so little things like we went on holiday and wanted to do karaoke. And I was like, oh, no, no, no and Sophia's like oh you should do it you should do it you know, I really want to do it but and I was like all right I'll do it if you do it because I wanted her to feel like she could totally do it like have the confidence to go up on stage yeah and she went up and sang and she was incredible I went up and sang and I came off and she was like yeah maybe you shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> I love it honestly I was like thanks I best. love that but I, I was like, I have to live, but I'm encouraging her to go and do something. And then when she's like, oh, well, you do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And I thought, no, I have to stand by that. And even though I absolutely embarrassed my whole family and myself by going and doing karaoke, <laughs> for me, it was the principle that no matter how bad I was, I still went up and did it anyway. And I owned yeah. like the fact that I was awful and it was fine. But I thought she is going to remember more so that I did it than if I hadn't done it. And then thought, but she encouraged me to do it. Yes. Well, if she won't do it, why should I? And so I, I talk about that a lot that like you said telling your kids it's so important to do that but we also have to do it ourselves for them to see that behavior modeled um particularly Mm -hmm. around confidence and owning it because it's all good and well us going yeah you should be confident you should be the you know best version of yourself do this do that and then they don't see how to do that because there's no version of that that they can follow Um, and so part of my journey was no I have to own it in order for them to I can't just tell them to because that's not really going to work. Um, so that was most of my like, motivation to 
to be better and to do better um, so that they actually could see how to do that. And there's so many life lessons in there as well. Plus the added bonus, um, your parenting skills coming out there right there. She had the confidence to tell you that, you know, mum, yeah, you weren't that good. Maybe you shouldn't have done it. (laughs) But she feels confident enough to say that and knows there's going to be absolutely no rejection there. So there's so much things that children can learn from when you're like, um, you're honestly parenting, but giving them the space to have a voice. And that is also so important. So important. I love it. And that's uncomfortable for us, isn't it? Because I was taught that children are seen. And my mum was quite good at empowering us. It was still very old school values in like, you're still a child. So you Mm. don't know. And your opinion isn't really relevant because you're a child. But that's Mm -hmm. really triggering when your child questions you because you're like, why are you questioning me for? (laughs) Yeah. Don't question me. Who are you questioning? But they should because if they can't question you, how do they go out in the world and question anything that's going on around them? And we have had to get really comfortable with that as parents. Um, And it's really difficult. It's That's like, I don't think Mm. people understand how difficult that is to be challenged by them. Um. But you have to get comfortable with that real quick if you if you want them to be yeah. able to become the people that you want them to. Um, right. But yeah, that's, that's not easy. That's not no. easy. That's what I call parenting on purpose because I think, mm. you know, a lot of people just do the whole thing, get married, have children, and it's just for the sake of it. Whereas I'm like, well, for me personally, I want a family, I want children, but I'm having children on purpose to just be the best version that they can be and just to be confident and love themselves and kind of just Mm. not get that head start but just didn't don't to get this head start that I didn't get to have the proper start in life so they're not having to learn all of this like at my age like Mm. what 40 and I'm only just learning actually you can be thinking about yourself first and no you don't have to do that just because someone else asked you to ridiculous 100% 100% that is like literally the best thing I think we can do as parents or not even just as parents as people who are an influence in a child in their lives is empower them Mm. and build Mm. their confidence because that's just for me it's just everything like that's what they're going to take into the world to make decisions to trust their instinct to think if something so all of that stuff is from like if you lack confidence it's really hard to trust yourself so ultimately the latin Mm -hmm. definition of confidence i can never remember what it is what the actual word Mm -hmm. is but it means to trust is confidence the definition of confidence in latin is to trust and so to have self-confidence is ultimately to trust in yourself and how do you trust yourself how do you trust your instinct Mm -hmm. if you haven't got the confidence to do that and so much of life and navigating life is around your instinct isn't it and trusting "Mm, this situation doesn't feel right this person doesn't feel right this doesn't i don't like this i'm uncomfortable about what this person's saying and trust in those feelings that come to the surface but if you haven't built your child's confidence or your own to say to actually then act on those feelings that don't feel quite right yeah you often end up feeling worse later and that's not to say it's anyone's fault if they Mm. get into a situation that they don't like absolutely not but it's about building your confidence to take an action on those feelings that you're questioning and that's what I want for my kids is that when they're older or even now, and there's maybe a friend that said something that mm. make, makes them feel uncomfortable, is to then have the confidence to say, actually, I don't like the way you've said that, and be able to, to say that yeah. part. It's about getting them over that bit. Um, and I feel like if they can say those sorts of things to us, then they can say those sorts of things to anyone. Anyone. Um, because, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the hard part, is is getting comfortable with them doing that. But I think it's the right thing to do. Mm. The best thing we can do for them is empower them to be themselves. Yeah, it's so true. So you share a lot of your um, life online, even Mm. if it is curated just a tiny bit. Obviously, we all do it. Um, Move the dirty dishes, you mean, so I could take a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and get the right light in it angles. Get that speck of dirt. Um, But yeah, you share your family, your family. your kids, your husband, Trove, we all know him. Um, But did sharing or does sharing a lot of your life come with um, any negativity like internet trolls? Oh, my gosh, of course it does. Did it? 
Mm. Did it set you back though? Because obviously, you know, you you had all this and then you got the book, but whilst writing the book and doing all this, you know, you 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 obviously had these internet trolls, mm. but did it ever set you back in terms of like your confidence or um your feelings of worth? Yes and no. I think Mm. One thing, and I, I talked about it, it's funny enough, I met someone on the train the other day, randomly, we ended up, ended up having this really deep conversation. And we talked <laughs> about this, and I was saying, what I've learned now, and, and I guess going back to when I said, the one thing I wish I learned is, like, accepting that I'm not for everyone oh, earlier yeah. on. But in yeah. saying that now, and I guess this is more of how I react, is there are a couple of things. One, only hurt people hurt people. And I know that's cliche to say, but it's true. There is nobody in this world that is happy and living their best life that's got time to be horrible to someone on the internet mm-hmm. or in real life or in any aspect of life. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that never justifies it, but it, it sometimes gives you a bit more rationale. Two, mm-hmm. if someone says something to me and I find it triggering or hurtful, I try, I have to do the work to unpack why that is. Because if they have said something that's triggered me, there's something about that that I feel is there's truth to it or I feel some way about it. And so I now have started to not necessarily use it to my advantage because that sounds silly, but what I've started to do is use it as a way to unpack the things that maybe I didn't realize were were brewing or I was feeling. So for example, someone might come onto my page and go, Oh my gosh, you're so fat. I literally laugh that off. Like my, my handle is the fat funny one. Like if I haven't owned the fact that I'm fat, (laughs) then you have, you've lost your damn mind. Like I literally have put it in my title. The fact that you think that's going to insult me is crazy to me. Right. So things like that, whatever, water for for ducks back. If someone questions my parenting, depending on how I feel about the choice that I've made, that I can sometimes find a little bit triggering. And if I do, I often ask myself, why have I found that triggering? Is it because actually I feel Mm. guilt about this decision or actually I didn't feel 100% about it in the first place? And if that's the case, let me unpack that and decide why. Because ultimately, the only time when people can be really nasty and make you feel some type of way you've given them permission to and if you've given them permission to it's because you're feeling something about what they're saying anyway and so I've learned now to somewhat master how someone or what someone's saying and either unpack it if I need to unpack it and deal with it or it might be more off a duck's back because I know it's just foolishness like whatever um Mm-hmm. And so I remember once someone went on at me about always buying takeaways for my kids, right? Which was just hilarious to me because I, I basically a couple of weeks in a row had put like, shall we get a Chinese or pizza tonight? Obviously they didn't see the fact that the other six days of the week I'd done home cooking, but <laughs> like those sorts of things I was like, oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous. But then other people might say, yeah. oh, I really don't agree with that. And the reason I don't is because this is this. And I think that's really, and I think, oh, why do I feel some type of way about what they've just said? Is it because I'm actually a bit uncomfortable with that? Why am I uncomfortable with that? Let me unpack it. So now I've just tried to really, yeah, somewhat use it to my advantage to unpack the things that I need to, to make me the best version of me. But the rest of it, I just think, mm. who's got time? The, the other thing is I just don't understand where these people get time because I, I, I don't <laughs> like, I, I genuinely can't fathom it. Like, where, where, where do you yeah. have time? Um, but the, the other side to it that I, I actually think kind of gives it a bit of rationale, particularly the sites where people go on to purposefully talk about people, is a lot of oh, the yeah, time. Oh yeah, that's if something fo- else. Yeah. Well, the thing is, a lot of the time, if you follow someone on the internet, the likelihood is that maybe your real friends in real life don't follow them, so they don't know who you're talking about. So you go into a forum mm. or a place where you know someone else is is going to know who you're talking about, right? And so you right. say something like, Jess is such a silly cow, I really don't like that last post. And you go into a, a place where you know someone's going to validate that for you, right? Because yeah, if you say it in your best mate's that. group chat, they're going to be like, who's Jess? I don't care. Whereas you have to go into yeah, a place where like, that's going to be... Yeah, why you care? Like, yeah. So you have to go into a place where that's validated for you, right? So where are you going to go? Are well, you going to go where you know other people think the same thing as you? And then when someone goes, oh, my gosh, yes, I'm so glad someone else has said it, that feeling of validation, you think, oh, thank God. Like, And it feels nice whether we, anyone yeah. cares to admit it or not. Feeling validated is a very nice feeling for almost the majority of people. So you go there, you have that cycle of feelings where you say something, it gets validated, other people agree with you, and then you're stuck. 
Like, and just because you're saying something negative, like that's another, you know, another situation, but you're validated. So they go into this place where they know anything they say is going to be validated by people who feel exactly the same way as them. So I get why they end up there. Like it it makes logical sense to me. Do I understand why people do it in the first place in terms of why follow people you don't like? No. Do I understand the whole like purpose of it and is there a better time to use your time as a human being absolutely but Mm, mm. can I understand how people end up there and end up in that cycle of course because even I've had it where you've met people or you've said something and you go oh I really don't like her or oh yeah I didn't like that and they go oh my gosh yeah I know and you go oh yeah I'm glad it's not just me I thought it was just me and then you're validated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have been taught we've been taught to people please haven't we we've been taught to lack confidence we've been taught to be unsure about ourselves so to have validation in any form is like the best feeling ever for most people Mm -hmm. so whether that's in a good place, a bad place, or, you know, whether you're saying something negative or positive, to feel validated is the reassurance and the self-assurance that often most people need. So that's just where they go and get it. Like, yeah. do I understand? And it makes a lot of sense. It does. And it's not, it's, I'm not yeah. justifying it because no, I, I can't grasp how yeah. anyone could, yeah, could be filled with that much hate. But I understand the cycle that they're in. Um, mm. I do understand the cycle that they're in because I've been in times in my life where, and when I look back at times where maybe I've been particularly bitchy or I've not been very kind about other people or I found it maybe funny to mock someone because I'm not going to lie, we've all been there and I have to be very transparent about that. When I look back at why I've done that, it normally has nothing to do with the other person, everything to do with me and how I'm feeling at no. that time. It's projection, right? 100%, 100%. So if yeah. I know that, so if I'm projecting... And I say something horrible about someone else and then someone else validates that for me. It's almost healing that yep. wound in your mind, isn't it? It's healing Absolutely. what you're thinking. So you feel Yeah, because it's not just you. Right. right. So right. you're going yeah. into a space where you know your feelings are going to be validated. Whether you're saying nice things or not, it, I, I get it. So I've tried really hard now to be more mindful about the impact it has. And actually... I feel, I don't want to say I feel sorry for people in that cycle because I don't pity people, but it's not a nice place to be. Like to feel validated because you're being horrible. That's not a nice place to be, whether you want to admit it or not, whether someone thinks it's in jest or it's banter or it's funny or they're entitled. I don't care what excuse someone uses. It's not a nice place to be, to use your time as a human being on this earth to be really cruel like it's just Mm. to do that is just not a nice place to be and I hope that people find the confidence to not feel the need to be validated and have the confidence to step out of that cycle for their own mental health and for their own benefit because whilst I haven't been a person on those forums talking about other people I've definitely been a bit of a cow and bitched about someone to a mate or you know yeah offline yeah and it's not a nice place to be no and it's not a nice place to be because you know and it goes back to what you were saying hurt people hurt people and obviously Mm. we're not saying that to justify people's actions but you're not gonna go out of your way to say something negative about someone if you aren't in a good place if you're not going through something fantastic you obviously want to just pour it out and it obviously sometimes for other people it makes them feel better about themselves because they can just put that feeling about themselves somewhere else somewhere else and if it's put onto someone else and then someone else is like yeah you're right it's like oh that's just magically disappeared that's not my problem anymore exactly them and that's just I guess where it comes from but yeah I just hope those types of people as you said I don't pity them either but it's just Mm. like I know 100% something's going on with them I hope instead of using that energy to be mean or be negative that they just get like some kind of form of therapy or whatever or help or just speak to a friend in terms of healing whatever's going on with them but yeah and it's the self-awareness to own that that. 
It's, it's yeah. the yeah the, the confidence to own that part about you. And when I talk about owning it, it's not just about owning it in a bikini, like getting your belly out. <laughs> like that's not just what I'm talking about. I'm talking about owning yeah. the parts of you that aren't so nice, owning the parts of you that have has made mistakes or owning the bits of you that have maybe put you on a journey that you, you know, wasn't quite right, the, the right path for you at that time. It's about owning mm-hmm. your whole self in every aspect of you because I don't think you can go on this journey of loving yourself without healing the parts that feel broken and without Mm -hmm. owning the parts that you and I don't want to say regret but ultimately look back on and and maybe hoped that maybe that wasn't the way it had gone Um, and there's definitely parts of my life I look back and think oh you know Jess come on you can handle that differently or maybe that wasn't the best decision at the time and I don't look back and think and berate myself for it anymore but what I try and do is own those decisions because they've led me here Mm. and find a way to heal and move forward and I wanted the book to be empowering, but also like there's a section of the book where you can write to your younger self and there's quite a lot of reflections and self-reflections at the end of each chapter because I didn't want it to just be you just read it. I wanted it to really be about, no, you've got to reflect on why you feel that way. Is it something you've learned? Mm. Is it something you've done? Like we've got to do the work. Like it's not an easy thing and owning it and being confident, I think people just instantly go to this like, I don't know getting your kit off feeling you know like feeling empowered like that's the go-to isn't it and I was like oh my gosh it's so much deeper than that it's so much deeper than that there's so much to own and to get comfortable and until you own those parts of you and own yourself authentically you can't be authentically you because there'll always be parts Mm -hmm. of you that you feel shame about or feel like you can't share and when you have those parts and this is not to say you have to put your whole life for everyone to know but if you feel crowded in shame and you can't own your whole self it's really hard to be authentically you um yeah and that's yeah. that's what it's more about than just and don't get me wrong I try and encourage everyone to whack on a bikini no matter what size and no matter what your body is because that's important <laughs> too but it's not the it's yeah. not it's it's not the entirety of it and I think that's what people maybe thought um but I think it's yeah. far deeper than that at www.digital.com, you'll find the Women Who Rebrand podcast and bonus content to accompany each episode. Plus, between episodes and season breaks, you'll get access to informative articles and personal stories about health and wellness, relationships and careers. Take a journey with us to become your most authentic self because you matter. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at digital goes back to a a show that I recorded last week um, in terms of self-care and she was saying you know self-care isn't just what you see it's not about pampering sessions (laughs) and you know having a bath and buying yourself some chocolate it's the whole encompassing it's acknowledging you know your shadow self and acknowledging your faults and working on that and it's just everything it's just becoming whole so I I like the fact that you mentioned that because it's like you know owning it isn't just like you said whacking on a bikini and being like yeah I love myself in a mirror it's everything inside Mm -hmm. you whole spiritual energy everything and once you work on that and get to that place or even near that place because obviously it's a journey we're never going to be a hundred percent but it just when you get to that space it feels so good the it freedom feels incredible yeah the f- freedom Absolutely. everyone always asks me what's the fit and I'm like freedom the freedom to mm, be yourself in a space preach. and feel be comfortable <laughs> about that the freedom to wear what you want to be who you are to get com- like all of those things freedom is like what everyone's like everyone's working towards freedom I like financial freedom spiritual freedom like everyone wants freedom mm-hmm. in some way you know some way or another mm-hmm. but the freedom that comes with being really comfortable about who you are is I can't there's like I, just, I always say to people it's an addictive feeling because you want more of that because you validate yourself you feel good yeah. about yourself you'll end up in spaces because you know you deserve to be there you will won't question what you should wear somewhere because you'll just wear what you want and don't care what anybody else is wearing like all of those really small little things and don't get me wrong it, it doesn't happen every day there's still days I'm filled with self-doubt because I think that's just a mm. normal human feeling but mm they're far fewer days of that than there ever was before. Um, and that's what I want for people is just that, like, you, it doesn't matter where you are, like, that feeling of freedom is so igniting and empowering. And I want that for everyone. I feel like everybody deserves that. 
we deserve yeah, that. Absolutely. Like, we totally deserve it. Yeah. So in your book, um, I was reading through it, as I said, um, you share an old um, journey entry you found from mm-hmm. 2011. And, you know, for me, it was a bit triggering, to be honest. Um, not in a bad way, like, I'm triggering, I'm putting it down. Um, <laughs> but just the feelings that you, you shared, like, it, it was heartbreaking. Like, the fact, you know, you felt like you weren't... Um, attractive or you felt stupid and you're like oh I got sacked from my job but actually um I thought I was gonna suck so I just quit and stuff like that but Mm. it was like really speaking unkind to yourself and I know so many people have done it I've done it for years and there's loads of people that still do it but you know we were talking about the fact that you you are free and you it feels so good to be there but from that point in 2011 um to now how did you work on getting yourself out of that mindset what did you actually do everything I wrote about so that was like it was I think the one thing I always say to people is don't think this is like an overnight thing because the expectation yeah yeah. yeah, the expectation that I'm going to read a book and my life's going to change overnight is like (laughs) no um and it just doesn't work like that like it's taken me years and the I don't want that to deter people from going on this journey because it's absolutely worth it no matter how long it takes but it took a long long time and I did so many things I worked on affirming things to myself I did affirmations I did a lot of healing I went to therapy I talked about it I journaled I oh my gosh there were so many things that I did as like part of it and I share quite a lot I did loads of um loads of journal work and like shadow work and and stuff and I did so much every single day and Mm. I think the idea is that people think you just do a couple of things and then that's it but you have like it's a consistent lifelong thing I still journal I still go to therapy like I still do all of those things um and I think for me it was the practical sides and that's why I put self-reflections and like practical tasks at the end of each chapter because one thing I found Mm -hmm. when reading loads of self-help books I was like I would read about someone's journey and then I'd go but how (laughs) but what what did you do and so that's what I love about your book as well I was going to say that yes like yay yeah at the end of each chapter I'm like yeah here's a like actually do something so I I write myself a lot of letters I've written my past self and future self a lot of letters um I have uh what else have I done mended a lot of relationships and done a lot of boundary work uh stopped Mm. a lot of relationships friendships and all sorts um and so there's there's so much but the how-to is really about taking action and I write a bit about self-love versus self-care and for me self-love is like the feeling about all of it and feeling deserving of the self-care in the first place and then the self-care is the Mm. actual action that you take to do all of those things and that's Mm. really important to me so I talk about how to do all of that stuff so one thing I always say to people is first stage of any process is believe that you're worthy of even going on this journey in the first place um, and start writing that down. Um, the second is affirmations. I, I honestly swear by them. My kids have them like and get used to them being just weird and uncomfortable because at first you're like, this is like the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Like <laughs> standing in the mirror going, I am strong. I feel pale. And it, like, it just, it's just weird, right? Let's just, just get over it yeah. and yeah. really start working at it like consistently and constantly they have been like such an incredible thing um and the other thing is seek out the learning because one thing is we expect to go on this journey and just know how to change or know the how like we don't like we're not taught that so seek out the learning whether that's listening to a podcast um changing who you follow and following people who have been on a journey or on the journey uh reading listening to audiobooks but seek out that help and then if you can and it's accessible to you, go to therapy. Like I'm a massive advocate for mm. therapy in my house. And even I talked about it recently with with my eldest daughter because she was feeling quite stressed about something. And I said, oh, you know, we can consider going to a therapist. Um, and she was like, oh, I don't know. And then when I spoke to my husband, he was like, you can't say that to her. I was like, yeah, but it's so normal. Like, it's not a bad thing to her. Yeah. And I, I said to her, what do you do if you hurt your leg? She was like, you go to a doctor in the hospital. What do you do if you hurt this? She was like, you go to. So I said, what do you do if your head hurts? If you're, if you're feeling comfortable and your feelings are hurt, what do you do? And she was like, you go to a therapist. Like, it's that basic to them. Like, it's just, 
that's what you do and I yeah. made sure that that's something that they feel comfortable about so there isn't any shame around it um so yeah I think if it's accessible to you to try where possible and there are loads of charities that can offer loads of stuff as well but therapy has been probably one of the biggest 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 things for me mm, I love therapy me absolutely love it Same. um so one of the things that you just touched upon was placing boundaries and you know it's hard for people pleasers anyway but then it's hard for anyone who doesn't want to upset or break those ties with friends that they've known for years or family members or whatever but um did you struggle placing boundaries with oh my um, gosh yeah it's horrible people it's like the worst Mm. thing ever and I'm still practicing that I find it easier to put boundaries in place for my kids in terms of protecting them or boundaries that support them than I do for myself because again it's that how you feel just feeling uncomfortable about asking for what you want but Mm. the one thing I'll say to people is that initial discomfort goes very far quickly and is far more temporary than the discomfort that you will continue to feel if you allow someone to continue to do what they do yes and don't we know it because that's when people take advantage mm-hmm. and yes. there's no like it's, yes. it's, it's there's nothing wrong with having boundaries they're just like and mm-hmm. I one thing I think has helped is encouraging other people to have them as well and being comfortable yeah. when people set a boundary with me because that's the hard part we talk about boundaries with other people but how comfortable are you when someone says to you actually I don't want you to say that or do that so getting yeah. comfortable on both sides so like even my sister-in-law had a baby recently and I said we'd love to come and visit but we don't have to if you don't want people to come around we ain't coming around I'm just letting you know if you've got a boundary mm-hmm. we're respecting that so let me know don't let me come if you don't really want me to come and I'm inviting myself and she was like mm-hmm. fine and we had a chat about it and it was fine but I was really clear on myself also being comfortable with other people having boundaries and empowering other people to set a boundary with me if they need to and that's really really helped but yeah the the one thing that I just think to myself is the discomfort I feel now setting it it's going to be far less and far Mm. temporary than if I continue to keep feeling uncomfortable absolutely it's just ripping that band-aid off straight away it's Mm. and people will get used to it yeah of course it's like I've got a friend who um is a big boundaries person. I actually appreciate it. It's like, you know, um, ah, oh, should we meet up for this? And da 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 da. And she's just like, no, I don't actually um, want to. And at first I was like, okay, all right. But then I was like, do you know what? Let me get out of my feelings because it's not about me. I actually appreciate that she said no. She doesn't yeah. want to do it because I would far prefer someone to tell me, no, I'm not available. No, I don't want to do it it's okay another time then come and be complete res- resentful and then have to deal with that uncomfortableness of the awkward not talking about it and they're just being that negative energy which I would absolutely hate so like, yeah. yeah I just appreciate honesty and placing boundaries with friends is top tier chef's kiss the yeah, kind of is. relationships I want to have with friends because I yeah. just appreciate the honesty because everyone knows where they stand yeah I had a friend say I said something to a friend once in a really joking way and she didn't take it that way and she replied to me saying I love you but I'm really bothered by what you just said and at first I was like I was mortified because the lot like I didn't want her to take it that way um and I didn't didn't actually meet that wasn't my intention but I was so grateful that she said that because then I could go back and say I'm really sorry that was not my intention this was my intention I was not making because I I take humor to everything so I wasn't making light of a situation that was particularly dark but I was trying to cheer her up and so I just explained I was actually trying to cheer up I wasn't trying to make like light of the situation and I said but I'll give you some time like and you know when you're ready just give me and it was like a day and then she was like yeah I'm cool and it was fine but I was so glad that she said that because what would have happened otherwise is she wouldn't have said anything or set that boundary with me to say in these moments actually this is what I need from you not this I would have continued Mm. to do something Mm. that was bothering her she would have been continuing to feel resentful or frustrated and it would have broken down our friendship and instead she was able to say well actually Jess and then I could explain and then she understood where I was coming from and my intention which made her feel better and then we were like okay cool when we're in this situation this is how I'm going to approach it and I won't approach it this way cool and we've been like nothing changed like we're cool um and so yeah yeah, I think they're really really important I think if she can set them with me I can set them with other people but get comfortable with being uncomfortable it's only temporary Mm -hmm. and then things will be better Mm -hmm. for you on the other side 
Yeah. And it is, I think that is the problem with so many relationships. Um, communication. Communication is just, it sounds so simple, isn't it? Like, um, you say what you feel, I'll receive it and it's good. But we're conditioned not to do that and just assume yeah. and re- respond based on assumptions and then, you know, resent and all of that. And it's just like, oh, it's just so long. I wouldn't even be yeah. bothered to have friends if that was the case. <laughs> but yeah, commun- I wouldn't. Just me, I'm I'm like, do you know what? I'm so impatient. I'm like, we're either friends or we're not. So let's just do this yeah. or don't. Come yes. on, speak up. <laughs> so I know where we stand. Like I could yeah. stay at home and I- I'm one of those people that I'm like, do you know what? I can have fun on my own. For um, real. Yeah. Yeah. I do get excited yeah. when people I can I do stay get at excited home. when people cancel <laughs> plans. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you get to have it's like if you can be your own best friend, how good is that? Oh my days. I can have fun. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm gonna have the best time. So yeah, if there's a relationship and I'm like, do you know what? This is ruining my happy energy and all that, what is the point? It is yeah. pointless to me. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate um, friendships that have just amazing communication. And it's just, you know, it goes back to what you were saying about your daughter. And I said, you know, she's got the confidence to speak up. If you've got yeah. the confidence to speak up, then your relationships are just going to be so much better. Yeah, agreed. Hmm. So what advice Besides buying your amazing book, would you give to someone who is struggling to build self-confidence and learn to love themselves? And like we said before, it's not an overnight thing. It's small steps. So what small steps, those tiny little steps that they can make? The first thing I think is working on the fact that you deserve it. Because a lot of people don't even start the journey or think all of the things that you need to do in order to get to a place of self-confidence and this self-love journey are pointless because they don't feel like they deserve it if you don't feel like you deserve it you're not going to do it properly you're not going to give it what it needs you're not going to believe or even give a chance to believe half the things that you're going to try and tell yourself so what's the point and that's why a lot of people don't start the journey because they go what's the point so I think the first thing Mm. is work on your feeling of actually deserving to make a change um, and being deserving of the life that you want for yourself or the feelings that you want for yourself because I think that's the hardest bit um, because if you don't feel that then like what, what are you going to do it's like wanting to I don't know pass a driving test and then being like yeah but I can't bother to drive I'm not gonna drive the car anyway so what's the point <laughs> like it's a bit like that isn't it so why am I going to go on all these lessons why am yeah. I going to do all this stuff why bother if actually I'm not going to pass anyway and I'm not going to drive and there's just no point. Like you wouldn't bother. So you need to, at Mm -hmm. the very beginning, understand and accept that you are deserving of it. Um, And think of what your life would be like if on the other side of that, like if you did feel more comfortable, uh, can't speak tonight. If you did feel more confident, what would you be doing? If you did feel more confident, what would your job look like? If you did feel more confident, what would your wardrobe look like? If you did feel more confident, how would you behave? What rooms would you be in? Think about what that's like and accept that you're deserving of that so you can start on your journey. That's my big because I think if you haven't got that, everything else I could say to you, you're not going to bother doing. Hmm. Hmm. It's so true. It's so, and actually having that visual thing because we do it with vision boards don't we it's like what's yeah. your goals and when I first watched the the secret like everyone else it was like what do I want I want a house I want um holidays and I had all that and it's just like yeah got that all right oh fair enough but then it's like okay but what about working on yourself so I like the whole visual thing of what is my day gonna look like if I start this journey what am I gonna look like what am I gonna feel like and what are the people around me gonna be like and that for me would be like oh Again, because I'm an impatient person, I'm like, yeah, I want that. I'm going to work towards that. So, yeah, actually having that visual representation, even if it's in your head or whatever. Mm. um, That's a good tip. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thanks. So looking back at your entire journey, um, since you were that little Jess struggling with her confidence back in 2011, which seems like the other day, but absolutely depressing. I know. It It really wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, embracing change and age and all that. Um, what advi- what words of advice would you give to her specifically at that point? What words of advice would you give to her if you could go back in time and quantum leap and be there? Um, 
just keep going keep putting one foot in front of the other oh that sounds really corny i don't like that let's change that um <laughs> uh just be you like just continue to be you and there's nothing wrong with you because i think we most of our insecurities and self-worth and questions around who we should be are, are because we don't feel like the person that we are is right or we we question that and so my advice would be just continue to be you because it's it's the you that you are that gets you to the places that you're supposed to be it's the you that you are that opens the door that gets you in the room that you're supposed to be that takes the mic off someone that holds the mic that sings and dances and does all the things that you want it's it's you that does that so continue to just be you and you'll be in the right places where you're supposed to be Aww. and she's gonna appreciate that if you can quantum leap one day um if we do i would love to i would really love to I i'd know, also right? tell her to invent if... the internet but you know that's a different thing <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like well, basically you know what <laughs> the internet was actually invented already it was invented in the 80s I heard. oh yeah but, okay so um, i tell them to invent zoom yeah like get zoom on i'd be like right oh, so you yeah, need yeah, invent yeah, video yeah, calling yeah. yeah do do a bit of zoom action yeah. and maybe start tiktok and Instagram. I feel oh, like basically, yeah, okay. yeah that's uh, what I would, that's yeah, what I would right. also do. Buy Vine, turn it into <laughs> TikTok, and yeah, you'd be minted. You'd be minted okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, oh, I that what would, I would be do. my, probably yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, So what's next for you? What's next? Are we going to get a new book? Are you allowed to say what you're doing next? Are we going to get more shows? I'm so excited. There's loads. So I've got a few things in the mix that I can't talk about, which I know sounds so corny yeah. and like it's always people are whatever, it's but it's true. true. I really can't, but they're very exciting. Yeah. Um, I am hoping okay. to write a new show this year that I can talk about. So I want to write a new show, which is really, really exciting. Um, And yeah, fingers crossed by the end of the year will be somewhere on stage somewhere um so Ooh. I'm doing that um and then just I'm just putting one foot in front of the other 2023 started <laughs> came at me hard uh and has started off with all sorts so at the moment I'm just showing myself the grace that I deserve and I'm just putting one foot in front of the other but I'm um, yeah writing a show doing a lot of things juggling all the things spinning all the plates but also doing it all with a bit of grace to myself but yeah so things might come Amazing. at a slower pace than normal but I think that's a good thing yeah and it's okay to slow down we can't do yeah. that hustle 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 every day Jess listen you know, let's do it I need a rest <laughs> I need a nap come on and <laughs> a well-deserved um week-long nap possibly on broad on, on abroad with um maybe kids there but not um like you having to look after them all the time like that 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 all-inclusive life yeah just sleeping ah manifesting that i'm manifesting that we all need that um right before you leave where can our amazing audience find more about you your website your socials and buy your book so luckily all my socials are the same at the fat funny one that's the same across everything facebook youtube tiktok instagram all the all the apps um and then book mm. waterstones wh smith uh in store or online amazon all of those good places pretty much any major retailer um you can find mm. it online the audio book will be on audible by the summer and i think you can download it on kindle as well as an ebook so yeah, yeah that is where yeah. you can find me if not in the starbucks Yay. drive through um <laughs> <laughs> That's the only other place I live. <laughs> and obviously, I'm going to be doing a write-up to this episode on www.digital.com. And I will be sure to put all the information there, as well as a link to Jess's book. Um, Jess, are you still blogging? What's going on with that? Or is it No, just... I, I'm I not. Well, I I'm having anyone re... still blogging anymore. I'm having a very on-brand rebrand of my website and stuff. Ooh. So um, it will be back. It will be back this year. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm having a whole... I love that I'm on so on-brand. I'm a woman who's rebranding at the minute. Yay. So yeah, it will be um, this year. I am going to... Because I, I miss old-school blog posts. And sometimes there's not enough space in a caption Same. to write everything you want to write. So I'm yeah. going back old-school. And I actually think they're going to come back. I've got a feeling blogs are going to kind of do a bit of a comeback a little bit. So... I have, yes, this year I'm going to bring it back. So watch this space. 
Good. I look forward to that. It's a shame because when I was doing my, um, the, when I was doing my, when I launched the magazine and I have got some old blog posts on my, um, personal website, content creation, all that. And I've actually started transferring some of my favorites, which fit into the magazine. And whilst putting them there, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to credit them. Obviously I'm searching for them. And it's like those blogs don't exist anymore and they don't even have like socials. And I'm like, it's such a shame that loads of people, aren't really doing that anymore so I do feel there is space because even now I'm like mm. oh I want to read a blog I want to know about that yeah person. I do I see what they're doing and the caption's so, not long yeah, enough there's sometimes there's people. more exactly exactly and let's not talk about that algorithm because you'll write a whole no, caption spend your whole time and we won't even see it so yeah, exactly. I mean yeah people bloggers come back man come back all right Jess thank you so much um, I think we covered nearly all of the questions, but to be honest, the way you answer the questions anyway, we covered everything I was going to cover. And I hope that whoever's listening out there who does feel like they want to take those small steps, just does it. And if you do want to yeah. speak to someone, as Jess said, and I'm totally an advocate for therapy, you know, reach out to someone and speak to them if you feel that you really do need someone to help you out. Okay. Agreed. Thank all right. You thank you, Jess. Me. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Women Who Rebrand. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating to keep up with upcoming episodes. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at WWR Digital. And stay tuned for our next episode featuring another fantastic guest ready to discuss the most insightful topics. Thanks for listening.